Hello, welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. I am JD and I blog at sexwithinmarriage.com about married sexuality within the Christian context. And this podcast is basically an extension of that ministry. I'm also a Christian marriage coach and you can find my practice at Anonymous Marriage Coaching uh, for those who have difficult to deal with situations and don't quite feel comfortable going to their pastor or their elder about them. Today, we're mostly talking to the husbands about why your wife can't tell you what she wants. I hear from a lot of husbands, and I've seen it in my own marriage, that a lot of times, you know, our wives ask us, you know, what do you want? And they ask, you know, what do you want for dinner? Or where do you want to go? Or, or if you're doing really well, you know, what do you want to do to me tonight in the bedroom? Uh, they're looking for direction and, and all these things. And a lot of times, Men just answer with, uh, I don't know, what do you want to do? And this creates a struggle in the marriage because there's this conflict. The wife is asking for you to lead, and unfortunately, men have been trained these days to uh, be submissive to women. Uh, we've been raised to defer to them and to let them be in charge and to be kind of the nice guy and put our desires um, below that of our wives. And so we end up saying, I don't know, because we don't know how to resolve the conflict and being asked to express our desires, or uh, we worry that if we say what we want, then uh, that will seem overbearing or domineering or something like that. But the problem is that usually when wives are asking, it's because they really want to know. And more than that, there is this desire in most women that I've found either consciously or subconsciously, that they want their husband to take the lead, uh, to be a leader, to show confidence, uh, kind of to be the assertive one in the relationship. And if they tell their husbands what they want, and their husband does it, then he's not really being a leader, he's just being a follower and doing what she uh, says. And that kind of breaks this whole paradigm of him being the leader and her being the helper that we see in creation, like in Genesis, uh, Adam was created first, and he was created to ultimately defend the garden, is what the Bible says. You know, it's, it, in our English translations, we see that he's there to tend the garden, but that word tend uh, has this feeling around it in, in Hebrew about uh, putting up a wall of thorns around it. Basically, he, he was supposed to defend it against Satan, uh, the way I read it. And then Eve was created to kind of help him in that struggle, uh, help him to defend the earth. And Paul kind of backs this hierarchy in his writings. In Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 24, uh, in the message, just to make it easy, it says, Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife in the way that Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing it. Just as the church submits to Christ and he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. That's what we see the paradigm of the Bible to be, that while both men and women are created equal in value, um, they have different roles and different strengths. And husbands are created to lead and wives are created to support. But we have the struggle that plays out after the fall. Uh, we have this curse in Genesis 3, verse 16, we see uh, this curse given to the woman, and he says, To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your, and your conception. In pain you will bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And that's from the King James Version this time, because I think the message gets it wrong. Because this word desire comes up in another passage in Genesis 4. 
that verse is, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And this word desire in this context is one of, you know, desiring to consume, to override, uh, to destroy. So we have these kind of two natures uh, within women. They were created to to help and support their husbands, and yet their sinful nature is warring against them, wanting to usurp and supplant them, to kind of take their place and take their authority and to um, not submit. And we have kind of similar struggle in men, where our our created nature is to lead and to uh, have that authority and to be in that place of leadership. And yet we are taught by this world that we should be um, submissive and that we should uh, defer to women. And this this creates a huge problem in a marriage because now we have our sinful natures, which are in agreement with each other, fighting against our created natures, which are also in agreement with each other. And so our households become kind of this battleground for this much larger context about who do we follow? Do we follow God's created design or do we follow our society's new design? And too often people take this and they don't quite understand how it works. One of the reasons society is so strong on this, men need to be subservient to women, is that for too long it, it was the other way around and men weren't being assertive and confident and leaders only, rather they were being domineering and women were treated too much like second-class citizens instead of like equals. And that's not what I see in the Bible as how it's supposed to play out either. Although too often it did in those times as well. But rather, uh, men are supposed to be assertive and, and confident and dominant, but not domineering. We're called to be sacrificial leaders in our households. And for wives, you know, they're created to be helpful and to support, but with confidence. You know, they're supposed to be submissive, but not in an inferior way. They should submit from a position of strength to say, this is who I am and this is what I can offer you to, so that together we can, we can do this thing that God has called us to do. And so this struggle in marriage of always asking, of women often asking, you know, what do you want? Men kind of shy away from that when it's an opportunity to kind of live out in practice this idea of God's hierarchy and recognizing that we have a role and and that our wives are there to support us. So what do you do in situations like that? Do you just say, well, this is what I want to do and let's do that thing? And I think what you have to do is, as a husband, you're kind of responsible for gauging this is what is needed at this time. And sometimes it might be, well, what your wife wants is what is needed at the time. And sometimes what you want is what is needed at the time. And sometimes what neither of you wants is what's needed at the time. You know, if my wife wants to go out for supper and I want to go out to a movie, but we really don't have the money to do either, then it's kind of my responsibility to say, I think we should stay in <laughs> and maybe make supper and then find something to do that doesn't cost us money. And that way kind of neither of us is getting what we really want, but it's for the betterment of our household. And other times it needs to be different. Um, I've had times where my wife asked, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, I want you to go have a nap because you're exhausted and I will watch the kids. And, and that might not be something that she would have brought forward to say, Hey, I want to take a nap. Can you watch the kids? But it's 
she's pretty happy when I suggest something like that. And of course, this doesn't mean that you can't take your wife's uh, advice and counsel into account. In fact, I, I think that's you should definitely do that. And part of the struggle is that wives also need to learn that giving your opinion is not necessarily telling him what to do, but that's hard to do until the husband starts um, standing up a little bit more and being a stronger leader because or else too many women worry that if they give an opinion, then that's going to be seen as a directive instead, and he's just going to bow to it. <clears throat> but eventually you can reach this dynamic where um, you can both share your opinions and then you can make a decision that takes both into account and figure out what is best for you and your wife and your marriage and hopefully is in line with uh, whatever God's mission for you is at that time. So basically, to the men, I suggest uh, practicing kind of being a leader and being more assertive and being more confident. And that's that's hard to do. Uh, you might have to take it in baby steps and just start suggesting small things that you know that your wife is going to agree with. And then later work up to bigger and bigger things. Many times women want men especially to be more assertive and confident in the bedroom. And that's a very difficult place to be because for men, especially who we are is so tied to our sexuality that if we suggest something in the bedroom and it gets shot down, then we feel personally hurt by that, that uh, not that our idea was shot down, but that we were shot down. And that's a difficult kind of mindset to get over. And you can eventually, but it's, it takes intentionality and it takes understanding that just because your wife doesn't like your idea, it doesn't mean she doesn't like you or want to be with you or want to do something else, perhaps. So like I said, for men, take baby steps and try to look for places where you can be assertive and be confident, whether in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, and let those kind of become your building blocks for taking bigger and bigger steps. And for wives, I say encourage your husbands to take to take baby steps as well. Instead of saying, hey, what do you want to do? Maybe offer a couple suggestions and say, hey, we could do this or we could do this. You know, which one do you think we should do? And that way he's not kind of all of a sudden being thrown in the position of leadership, especially if he's never taken it before. Because I know in a lot of households, um, the women have become the leaders kind of by default because they feel that their husband hasn't stepped into the role or isn't strong enough to step into the role. And most women I talk to in this position, they accept that they're the leaders of the household, but they really don't want to be. Most of them uh, are frankly a little bit hurt that they're kind of being forced into this role. And they don't, while they feel that they can do it and they have the strength to do it, and they don't feel it's right or that it's within God's design. And I see this in the surveys that we've run in the past. Uh, I did a survey once asking people about, you know, what is the structure of your household? Who leads and, and who supports? And those in which the husband led had much healthier sex lives. They had sex about twice as often as those who had, say, an egalitarian marriage, where supposedly both lead or neither leads, an even bigger multiple above those in which the wife leads. Uh, because in many marriages, you know, wives do lead. I mean, there, there is this nature in them now that wants, wants that position, uh, even as they 
still struggle and not want it at the same time. So when they have it, they have it, but they're usually not very happy about having that leadership position. And that comes out in all facets of life. And it also comes out in your intimate moments. Because if you notice, you know, if you see the kind of romances that women watch or they read, you know, there's, there are no like Harlequin books about the banker who has a stable job and is subservient and does what his wife asks and everything. No, it's always like, you know, the pirate or the spy or the guy who just takes what he wants and is assertive and, Usually that's not what they want in their household either. Either they don't want someone who completely comes in and dominates everything. But I think there is such a need in our society that women are feeling this so strongly that they're willing to go past what they want way over to the other side of the spectrum just so that they can kind of feel that sense of security and sense of somebody's leading me. And so we as men need to step up and we need to step into that position because if we don't, we are leading our wives into temptation from all these other things that are out there that are calling to them, trying to say, no, I can offer you this. And that's dangerous for them, and it's dangerous for us, and for our marriages, and basically for everyone as a whole. So, like I said, uh, for husbands, you know, learn to be assertive, be confident, be dominant, but not domineering. You know, learn to be that sacrifice, sacrificial leader. And most of us have that sacrificial part down pretty good, but you need to start stepping into that leadership role. And for wives, you know, learn to be helpful, but in a confident way, you know, submissive, but not inferior, you know, be a strong helper so that you can support your husband in, in the, in the mission that God has given your family. And if you want to uh, see the show notes on this topic where I kind of point formed a lot of these things, you can go to sex within marriage slash SWM004. Uh, all the show notes will be there and. As well, Christmas is coming up, and we've had a lot of women sign up for our course lately, getting ready to give their husband and themselves a new marriage for Christmas by learning to be more sexually engaged. Our sale is still on for another five days, and then it will be going back to the regular price. So if you're interested, now's your chance to take advantage of that. Uh, if you're struggling to figure out what does it mean to be more sexually engaged in your marriage and you're a Christian wife, then uh, I suggest you take a look at that, and if it's something that you're interested in, uh, feel free to ask any questions or sign up for the course. And you can join uh, a bunch of other Christian women who are going through it at the same time that have the same struggles as you. They can help support you and encourage you. So I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope I'll see some of you on the blog commenting and letting me know what your thoughts are on this. 